You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 11, episode 30. I'm John and tonight we've got another football music special. So obviously we're joined by Miguel, how you doing? Good mate, my voice is hanging by a thread. Three gigs at the weekend, and I think I've got like a sinusitis singer, something like that. Was it the doctors today? Got you something went, for it? You went to the doctors, you took my advice then. I feel like you're all yeah. da, like saying I get to the doctors. I know, but we're both soldier on through it, mate. We'll see how you go. <coughs> quite, how appropriate, you? quite appropriate, though, Dr. John, and all that. Music? No. Too no. young. I'm, I'm too going. young, but I'm pretty sure there's a Dr. John that was like big in music. It was a witch doctor. Hi, Dr. John. So I'm Dr. John. Nice. That's, that's Dr. Jones you're thinking of, actually. <laughs> but all right. Erin, how are you doing? You all right? Yes, I'm good, thank you. My voice was quite bad, actually, yesterday morning after my birthday celebrations and shouting at Bobby Madden on Saturday. Now it's better. Oh, was it your birthday? Oh, it was. I kept it quite quiet. I didn't really mention my birthday, but it was my birthday. Aye. Uh, were you louder then with your birthday? Or like, aye, as you say, Bobby Madden... Like baffling. It was baffling. It? it was actually, it might be the worst decision I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, well, I, I, I would say so. Uh, so, we've got a special guest on tonight, a bit of a chancer from the Bonnie Tuna Kirkcaldy. So, let's go with Phil Chialetta. Charletta, mate. Charletta. right. See, I did a wee bit of Italian at college as well, and I thought CI <coughs> was CH. In terms of sound, and then the double T, you pronounce extra. Aye, so it's uh, aye, you're, you're spot on there, mate. It's just like the CI is like a CH, like Chabata, like that. People aye, like to call aye. me Phil Chabata just to just to bam me up in that, but <laughs> it's just that's, that it's long those lines. That's ideal. We've got your nickname sorted straight away. How you doing, <laughs> right? Me, I've been waiting to say this all day, mate, but do I look happy? Oh, <laughs> Didn't ask silly questions. Superb. <laughs> Superb. I thought that was brilliant, by the way, like uh, the interview. Okay, I, helped myself. I no, thought that, the right stands and I loved it. That's what it went straight away, straight into <laughs> the banter. Like, no messing about. Uh, we should mention you're a singer, first and foremost, but your banter's pretty good as well. <laughs> no, I just, uh, I think Ryan Portis has been waiting to see that for ages, but uh, no, as you said, um, singer-songwriter from Scotland, originally from uh, Fife, as you said, the Bonnie Toon, Kirkcaldy, albeit we've all got different Bonnie Toons, so... Uh, Aye, that's me. And the alternative artist. It's that way, aye. And uh, a number one in the alternative indie charts as well. Aye, yeah. When I released the sesh back in just aye, August August 2020, that's when that came out. So I had a massive surprise. Thankfully, a lot of people got behind it. And they had the debut single and I got a nice surprise. I went straight to, well, it was number one in the UK alternative chart in the iTunes. And then the next week, I think I was actually on a sesh and then I woke up the next day and uh, I seen I got a message or somebody saying, by the way, you're in the official Scottish charts inside the top 10 at number eight. So, aye, no, great memories and probably a great start as well to kick on. Uh, first question then, uh, was the sesh written about Miguel? <laughs> of course, mate. After the story you just told us uh, Saturday night, yes, the sesh was uh, dedicated to Scott Miguel. Like. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> you like that one, Miguel? You like that? I'm probably the past boy that he talks about the song. <laughs> 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 I'm 
<laughs> that was my best mate. Like my mom likes to, she likes to point them out. Like every time they got a gig, I think he, he told me when I was playing King Tut's and uh, my mom was just turning around to him every time I was chanting that lyric, going, "That's about you. That's about you. That's about you." <laughs> what he plays though, like, is it one of those like claim to fame? I was like, when you're at a comedy show and you're picked out for being at the front with bald and no specs or something like that. Right, mate, it could be a it could be a claim to fame. You never know. Maybe one day, man, I could be playing a, a stage at Transmitter Nerf Festival and there he is. Because he's got a bald head in that now too, just pointing him out, going, This one's for you, mate. Shouting shouting his name in there. <laughs> name, name dropping him, name dropping him. <laughs> the boy that's comatose right there. Uh, ask a question about your talk about being the charts. Did it feel real? Because everything's digital now. And it, I don't know how you can get a, a grip on like the I don't know how to describe it. The popularity, <coughs> the running it without really looking at your phone and that, it doesn't really seem what's happening. Is that, would you go with that? No. Uh, you see, it's hard during that period of time because, like, obviously now we can go out and play and you can kind of you can kind of get a feel for it when you're playing in front of a crowd, but you've always still got social media. So, uh, you can just, you just know for like kind of social media reactions and that and what people are saying about it. Um, you can get a flavour there, but uh, it's a hard one. Like, you see, obviously, the likes of the snuts and the, uh, like Sam Fender and that getting number one albums, what a buzz that would be. But uh, no, it's, I think it's sort of like up and coming scene. Um, as a sort of buzz to see that, like you're naming like sort of charts like that. But at the same time, you're like, right, it's only the start. It's like you've got a lot of hard work to go and you just kind of kick on. But it gives you confidence and momentum in that to keep going. So that's, that's the sort of main thing. I'm trying to think through the three of you are all a similar age. Like, am I the only one that remembers sitting listening to the charts for a tape deck? Top of, top of the box in there. No, I used to do You had to record it off the charts. Aye. Try to like press play and pause at the right time so you didn't get any of the talking. No, I, I could remember top of the pops like Christmas, I mean, don't Christmas, don't you? I think <laughs> Christmas special, that's about it now. I'm not sure. Maybe highlights for the past. He's 17. He's 17, <laughs> aye. <laughs> I had my hat on before, and no one sees this. We only put out the audio, but I it's bloody Baltic, so I had a wee hat on, <laughs> and then you've got your wee hat on, so I but all good. Styles. Silence, the old, the old napper bomb anyway. What, see, see, in terms of the charts, so like as Miguel's saying, I mean, I don't really keep up to date with the normal charts now because most of it is not stuff I'm going to listen to. I'll be honest. Thankfully, there's a change now happening with like to Banjo mentioning. But even in terms of the Scottish charts, the alternative charts, they seem, tend to be obviously a lot better, don't they? Yeah, I, yeah, for, for like up and coming artists and stuff like that, you've you do got a chance based on like your, your fan base and your followers and and like uh, like pre-orders and that, you've got a genuine chance to get yourself in there. But obviously, like over time, it'll just it kind of wears off. Um, same with the, same with the Scottish chart. The, the thing is with the Scottish chart was it's now no longer there. So it was last year, but um, I, can't, I can't remember. There was something that happened that was like based on well, they said digital sales data that kind of took it away, which was which was a bit of a disappointment for kind of Scottish artists because it was it was something for us to to aim for, like like so. You seen like Joshua Grant? He released the song Edinburgh, and I went to number one, and you know that made a big difference to him in that, and he got like a massive buzz. And I'm sure Luke Levolpe got a number one in it as well. So at, at that point in time, it was great, and it was it was accessible for us as well. Because when you start going for the official top forty, uh, it takes a lot of lot of sales to get there. And plus, you know the likes of getting like vinyl runs and physical CD runs, and that sometimes to start with it's a bit out of reach, but you will reach a position where you can perhaps do it, but. Um, the other side of things is streaming, man. Streaming dominates absolutely everything man, these days for, for musicians. Um, like streaming is basically the way it'll probably go in the next couple of years as well. 
Uh, mind you, the reintroduction of vinyl is popular, and it t- tends to be all the bands I like anyway, but without vinyl, so I just buy, I'll be, I buy vinyl, even if I, might not, I never listen to it on vinyl, but I just have it because support the artists, that's the way yeah. I see it. Nah, it's cool, like, I think, like, up and coming scene, I think you reach a point when you release an EP or an album, and a lot of people will then do a vinyl run, they'll save it for that moment, so you've got, like, something sentimental for the rest of your life, you've got a vinyl run of, of one of your sort of records or releases, which is, which is cool. Like a lot, a lot of bands and that have done it. I think I've only ever done one vinyl, which was just for a competition that went to one of the people that asked a question, Ricky Spence. But um, yeah, definitely at one point I want to get myself a vinyl run uh, for either like an EP or an album. Just made just, like, I guess it may mostly come down to cost. Like it's expensive to press vinyl, isn't it? Yeah, it's like cost, and then you'll you'll see right now as well that there's a massive demand and delay on 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 the vinyls too. So there's that to take into consideration as well. You've got to plan it like way in advance to to ensure you're delivering it on time to like the people that are ordering it too. Yeah, may as well talk about Ricky Spence because he's got a couple of questions for you. <laughs> Start with this one because it was my favourite one out of the two. Why do you keep wait uh, keep us waiting for the tunes? Why is this? Um, right, so Ricky, Ricky's somebody right for the start, and I mean right for the sesties. He's he's been great in terms of like supporting and pushing my music and uh, kind of promoting it, and he's also kind of hooked me up with a lot of people, like a lot of good people, um, like in terms of a networking sense. So he's a big advocate of me releasing every week or every month, but I just think sometimes um, for me anyway, it just feels like you always have to just wait for the right time to release certain songs, and and, and that's really it. And I think when you when you compare to where we are now as well if you went back a year we didn't have live shows gigs rehearsals all that side of things so that's all came back as well so you're kind of balancing out releasing songs going out and playing releasing songs as well so I think with me it's a case I, I, I do feel a lot of songs there's like a specific point of time it feels right to me to release it and that's where we might see a wee bit of a gap between them um, but there's there's no exact science that you'll, you'll go and see musicians releasing every week Um and you're going to see musicians releasing every four or five months, that sort of stuff. It's just whatever feels best to the sort of artist and musician. But as I said, Ricky would love to have a re- release every Friday. Every Friday. Um, I've met him for the first time at the Snuts, right? We were right in the mosh pit, and I was using him as a batting ramp to get through. Right down to the front. <laughs> which, one, which, which Snuts gig were you at? Um, I, was, I was at the opener at the Barrelands. We went there, so... <coughs> was a, a great night. We found there was another musician. It was Martin Leary. He he had a spare ticket, so I ended up with a spare ticket at night and going along. And what a gig that was! Absolutely superb. Aye, I was at the second night. Mark Sharp was good as well. Bicycle. Yeah, no, he, I see. just himself. He was. He wasn't a bicycle piece, was he? He was just Mark Sharp that night. Um, thank you. Yeah. Who, who opened it? So I the, the night I went, I had obviously Rianne Rianne Downey opened it, and obviously she's gonna be massive. Um, and then Mark Sharp. It was kind. Aye, so it was him, and and they had someone else playing like guitar and that for them yeah, too so yeah. it was more of a chilled out acoustic set obviously they've got the, the full bicycle thieves and that as well when they when they go and tour and stuff but um, nah, I said Mark he's a tremendous artist and it's good to see folk like that doing well um, On the back of the tunes getting released have you just picked this week to release a tune because you're on the podcast? Of course mate of course because I'm the 27th guest on the 27th day of the month No far the 27th of the month you told us <laughs> If you told us in advance, we could have had you on episode 27. It was only bloody, I think, last week or so. But aye. Tell, tell us about the release. Um, <coughs> I just, I, for this for this release, I've been, I've been kind of sitting on this one. I recorded this one last year. Um, so the last couple of releases, I went 
really well. So she likes uh, obviously the says chance of let go, and then on to Bonnie Toon, which was the summer in July, which got a great reaction. Um, so this one was sort of the next in line, and I think in the build up, some just somebody pitched the idea to me. Why don't you? Because everybody's kind of obsessed with releasing on Fridays, the music, new music Fridays, or the playlist, and that will release on that day. And uh, somebody imagine they just released on the 27th because the song ends the 27th. And I kind of looked ahead in the calendar and was like, right, when is the next sort of realistic date, the 27th? And it just happened to be 27th of November. So, um, so uh, that's why we went with that. And that's why you're seeing all the big 27 numeral uh, references. But um, now nah, for me, the song's more about, it's one of those ones because um, I've done a music video as well. So it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a coming age song. Your life's flashing behind your eyes song. Um, I kind of, I wrote it during lockdown it was one of those moments where you know, I just kind of sat there and I was like fucking hell I'm getting old man so I better get the finger out and try and do something here <laughs> like that you're, sort of you're getting old you're getting old <laughs> like here there's been folk on the podcast recently that old enough to be a dad <laughs> but um, it was that sort of stuff for me that sort of realisation moment that now or never and then 27 was sort of written recorded in a way and it was one of these songs I just it's important for me just to, to show people who I am, where I'm from, my sort of journey in music. So I kind of want to filter in, you know, here's the first open mic I played, here's the first sort of pub I played. Um, and then my real message in the song is, man, if you want to do something, just fucking do it. You know what I mean? What, what What's your process in writing, Phil? So obviously your stuff's really, really good, and it's, it's written in, well, it's written in Scotch, really, to be fair. It's kind of the way you speak. Do you know what I mean? It's, Aye. Don't tell him, Phil, don't tell him. You'll start writing <laughs> songs that are yours. Keep it a secret. Sorry, the sesh 2.0. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you're right. Like, this song, because well, I was kind of uploading it, and you get a choice of, like, putting the, the language against it, so obviously it's got English in it, and then there is a couple of Scotch words in there. Um, probably inspired by the likes of Jerry Cinnamon, but for me, like, writing... So we'll go back to the session. Now. A lot of times it's just written on, like, past experiences or things that have happened to my friends and my family. Um, so it's all based on sort of real life. It's all things that are reflective. And I'll, I just think it's important with your narratives and stuff, you're able to connect with people. So I want to make my music sort of relatable. Um, so it's there as well. Creative process. I think I'm just kind of lucky. Sometimes I can just rattle a chant together out of nowhere. It just comes to me one day. Um, and then I've just got all those ideas for sort of melodies and that for sort of yesteryear. But then also that also sometimes comes to me as well. And it just kind of fits and blends together. Um, a lot of my recording is done through in Glasgow, so I travel through there. Again, it's just kind of collaborating with other musicians and stuff um, to get the, the production side of things done, and that's how you see all the ideas with the, the sort of riffs and that, and the sound of the actual song coming into play as well. So that's that's really, I would say, sort of the process I've followed. I've kind of been lucky again. A lot of times it's networking and people you know from the past that you can kind of count on and, and also trust as well. So is it just you and the guitar writing it? Aye, for me, writing it... Um, it's just, it starts with me and a guitar. Um, obviously, I can play acoustic guitar, and then from there, <coughs> the riffs can come with the sort of electric guitar side of things as well. The first guitar I actually taught myself was, was bass, which is which is fucking mental. Um, I used to like Jamie T and that, and i seen him play like, acoustic basses and stuff. Um, so I can play bass as well, so I can do bass sort of riffs. Um, obviously, I can't play the drums for shit. Um, but like that's, that's really it, man, just picking up the different instruments, getting the sort of bass chords and melodies, putting them all together, putting the, the lyrics on top of it, and then seeing the ideas with the sort of riffs and other elements of the, of the songs coming into play. You have yep. special, like, notebooks that you use for doing the right thing. Is there, like, are artists superstitious and stuff about things like that? Yeah, it's weird, right? I've got this kind of scaffy notebook as a classic. It used to be, I used to do, like, business at uni, so uh, I'd like this notebook, like a finance course, and, like, halfway through the notebook, it's just 
all my songs. <laughs> it's just all my songs, so I've kind of kept it because it's sentimental. So I just I <coughs> saw that classic methods. I just got a pen out and write it down on that, so I've got it and refer back to it. Um, did you write tunes then when you were at uni in terms of like was out you did instead? Did you get your degree? <laughs> did you get your degree or is so you start to write tunes? I, I got two years through it and it's kind of like paused in it. Um <coughs> but um I so it was kind of writing as I was going through uni, but a lot of stuff was I've written before that, even like when I was at school and also like after school, um like that period of time. I didn't start writing until I was probably in my mid twenties, that sort of area. So I've got a wee bit of life experience and I can base some of my, my lyrics on that. But um, aye, it's just been a natural sort of transition through life. Aye. Got an interesting one, right? What's the uh, furthest a field you've heard that your music's been listened to? Um, boah, you look you at Spot- Yeah, you look at so Spotify kind of shows you that. I've seen some random places like Japan and Peru and bloody um, like Colombia places like that but I just think it's like one random Scottish person obviously touring about just listening to the session that in these countries <laughs> <laughs> well I know because I was uh, there's some folk I know from Brazil and Argentina and I said oh you need to check out this new newish Scottish artist and both of them are buzzing off it so <laughs> and they actually are from Argentina and Brazil so I thought it was cool like they actually in terms of the, the Scotch like I suppose the Scotch they actually were they liked it anyway Aye, it's, it's, it's mental like when you look at obviously like the Oasis documentaries and that and also like YouTube you go and you watch ACDC playing at like Buenos Aires in the stadium and that like they just love music across there man the crowd like the crowds are crazy across there like they're actual mental like you see like the reaction and stuff so it's crazy so I'm not surprised man they just they do love music across there obviously hopefully we can sell it to Maracanã at some point but we'll see I wonder why the crowds are mad in Colombia <laughs> Who knows, mate? Who knows? I wonder what it could be. <laughs> Just have been listening to sense too many times. But... <laughs> uh, right, we'll talk about football. Come back to music later, because obviously you are a big Scotland fan. Yep, yep, hundred percent. Steve Clark's Barney on it. And I take it you were there last Monday. Yeah, I've been in the last two games. So um, I was at the Israel game and then the Denmark game as well. So. Um, <laughs> the last minute ticket for the Israel game, which was great, um, and then I Denmark. I went with my with my with my dad and uh, my cousin as well. So I know that was a great day. But what a performance! Who was your best player at the Denmark game? Oh, hey, no. see, I'm a Billy Gilmore fan. Like I think he's brilliant. I think he's I think he's been the difference. Um, he reminds me he's like a he's like a Spanish person trapped in a Scottish person's body, like the way he plays and stuff. And I, I think he's one of them. The other one, Nathan Parson as well. Him and Nathan Parson have made a massive difference since they came in. Um, obviously Robertson, I like Robertson as well, and I like Kieran Tierney, man. He's he's brilliant. So, Did you see Billy Gilmore at the weekend. Now that Norwich got a new manager, got a start and got an assist and got man of the match. And Grant Hanley scored. And Grant Hanley scored. And Grant, yeah, he and it was Grant Hanley's birthday. What an absolute great day. I like um, Norwich because I like Billy Gilmore and Grant Hanley and Kenny McLean. And I couldn't understand how Billy Gilmore had played more minutes for Scotland than Norwich this season. So hopefully he's now playing every week because I think he's good. We like him. I think it was the politics. I, I, apparently the last manager didn't want him. He just got given him. And because of that, he was just like, I'm not playing you. Because I always wonder why Kenny McLean, well, done against Kenny McLean, obviously a good player in that, but I was like, how's Billy Gilmore not getting a game here? They played alongside each other. And from what I hear, very good. Supposedly, well, Ali McCoy, supposedly Ali McCoy said Norwich must be a fucking good team if Gilbert's not playing <laughs> that was Ali McCoy that wasn't me swearing I'm just quoting someone 
but bottom actually league. they're bottom of the league. But maybe they <coughs> I can't know they're not now. Newcastle must be. So it's nice to see Billy Gilmore playing because even if he wasn't, he's still probably going to play for us. But you just think mentally it must be quite difficult to kind of go to your work every week, not really feel welcome or like you're really doing anything. And then also probably do have the worry of actually getting a call up, especially if we get to the World Cup. So it would be nice to see him play. Not if, when. Yeah, you'll, you'll see a lot of the Scottish players doing well now because they'll all be wanting to get in that squad for the playoffs. Uh, question from John, one of the other hosts that's normally in the podcast, asks, what are your favourite Scotland shots home and away over the years? What ones have I got? That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, the Probably the home shot would be... I like the sort of that blue. Remember, like the striking campaigns. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I think it was when we played like Germany and Ireland away and stuff like that. That was probably that'd be the home one. Who's the best away one, man? Fucking hell! What did I have? I'd probably I'll just go with this because I was young at the time. I'd uh, was it the orange one, and it had like the blue, the blue kind of square like straight bit across the across oh, the that, chest. That, that, was like, that was an angel. That was an angel. <laughs> did you see by the way that they'd had this huge plan to wear orange yesterday because for their new manager and then someone rightly pointed out that if hips were green and white and rangers were in orange they might not be very happy with that flag <laughs> color arrangement <laughs> i saw some very questionable orange outfits yesterday from mm. grown men very questionable yeah, Doyle, Hayes, Doyle Hayes would have loved that to be fair like he'd have loved that there was also grown men getting exposed for having Stevie Gerrard cutouts, cardboard cutouts in their bedrooms and that, which is a bit strange in my opinion. Like, but a lot, a lot of people with those. Each to their own. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, I guess maybe kids are into that. I guess like having posters maybe on your wall. But as an adult, they they're probably not cheap either, are they? A bit. How much do you think you are for one of those? Thirty-five pound a pop pen. Thirty-five. How do you know that, Scott? We, is that how much your Kyogo one was? No, right. Here's a story. <laughs> uh, in my local pub, one of the guys, like... Oh, yeah, one, one of the guys, yeah. <laughs> my mate. He had, he had, mm-hmm. one of, he had an, another one of the boys behind the bar in his house. And there was this photo from years and years ago, and it was him and his sister, and the two of them were dressed up as pirates in black and white, and they had had these pictures taken. And... Uh, I decided when I got sent a picture to get the cardboard cut out, yeah, I'm dressed as this pirate, and it was a big life-size thing. Oh, it is the most ridiculous photo you'll ever see in your life. We'll send you. We're Ross. You don't be on Phil's website. He's got cardboard cuts himself as merchandise. Yeah, get one. You I'll can... send you one, Scott. Hey, John's sitting there. Where he cuddles into it at night. <laughs> Put it, cuddles into what? He can, he can position it. You can position it next to your gigs, mate. Just the big. He's got a sign the sesh for you. If you've been on, if you've been on the sesh, just put the cardboard kit out and stick the stick the player uh, on. <laughs> Watch your own gig. Oh man! Stick it behind and then focal think there's somebody playing after me. So see when I stop, you never get the one more turn, one more turn. <laughs> see, 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 years ago, I remember going to see Pulp. I think it must have been when the third album came out. And he actually came out the first tune, and it was a Jarvis doppelganger who did the first tune on stage. But obviously Jarvis was out the back sitting. So an idea, if you're struggling for your voice or that, if you've got someone that looks as good <laughs> as you, 
or as bad as you, McGill, then to be fair, the thin. If I have a wee shave, put a hat on, me and Phil have got the same size of head by the looks of things, I could maybe pass as them. <laughs> <coughs> my, my stunt double, mate. Stunt double. <laughs> uh, you ever done any away trips? Talking to me. Aye, I did. Um, uh, aye, probably my first one was Serbia. Back in, aye, that was when Strachan first took over. So I think I went to Serbia, went to Dublin, went to London twice, I went to Nigeria and I went to England Twice I went to both of those games. My last one was actually Malta. Um, and I also travelled to Georgia once as well, six hours on a plane, and they never got a shot on target. Eh? But I'll never I'll never forget that trip. Like you done a few did you see you did you went to Nigeria? Uh, no, like, when they played Nigeria at Cayman Cottage. That was a that oh, was a that was a great trip. Thinking, I don't remember us playing in Nigeria. Like oh, we we played them down at Cayman Cottage. Ah, so yeah, we all five doing the trains and the and the planes and that and kind of took over a wee bit, but um, no, that was the game of the dodgy second goal that was match fixing apparently. So I remember, I remember that one. Um, Germany, I went to Germany, the one that Akichi Anna scored. I remember that. We we're still celebrating when uh, Germany scored the second goal. So kind of cover covered quite a lot away games. So I've just uh, I've just l- less time to kind of get to them. Um, I just kind of stick to the home games these days. What was the best one out of the lot? Um. The build, like the build, probably the build up just going to like England at Wembley. Even though we got a, uh, even uh, even though we've been beaten, I think we played them in a friendly. It was like three two. That was that was just some build up to the game and that. And we got I think James Morrison scored and then I'm sure Kenny Miller. I remember that one because I was right above it. Kenny Miller scored and they turned Gary Cahill, and uh, we were going mental. It was only a friendly and that but we were going mental. Um, and I mean it was the same in Nigeria at Craven Cottage. Um, even that one I ended up on the TV at that one. It went kind of went viral like that one because uh, we scored the second and I was giving it big licks, but again it was only a friendly, so it was like showing how serious we were about winning friendlies back in the day. You're talking about that England game there. That was the first time I'd seen Alan Brazil commentating on STV at a Scotland game, and you're talking about Kenny Miller turns Cahill. <coughs> the Phil pub was in hysterics when he says, "Oh." He sent Cahill for a fish supper. Absolutely, <laughs> 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 well, that was a ton, man. But the thing is, the only the only big the only sort of home game I missed for ages was when we played them at Hamden. It was two two. I was in Magaluf on a on a on a on a sesh trip, as I would call it. But um, I was in one of the pubs there, and everybody was going mental. But um, I, I was gutted to miss that one. Absolutely gutted because you seen this. But when the second free kick went in. Like you didn't really get to see football stadiums celebrate like that for like Roy to like fucking ZZZ as it goes to Hamden man, just everybody jumping up and doing it. I was like, I wish I was there. Like I wish I was there. I was gutted I missed that one. See on your travels, right, when you're not on the sesh, football food. We love our football food. Obviously pies in Scotland. Did you have anything random in like Serbia or something like that? We're doing Serbia. Aye. So we right, this is what we're here for. We went, we went to, I was staying, I think I stayed in Belgrade and then we played the game in Novisad. But nice. the Serbians have got some mad delicacy. It's like this big fuck off hamburger like that size. And it's massive because they're like, they're like six foot four, six foot five. For like, those that are uh, listening, the burger was about 20 inches. <laughs> it was massive. <laughs> it was, you can have anything you wanted on it. Curry sauce, you name it. But no, it was brilliant. But um, aye, they were, they were, uh, that was their sort of delicacy. I can remember I got them a few times. 
took me a while to get to bed the next day after that. But was <laughs> I, I was listening to a podcast there with David Auburn, so I'm a big David Auburn fan. Uh, and he was talking about how he obviously stays in Iceland nowadays. I don't know if anyone else has seen this. He's talking to Alan Carr and he's talking about the food <laughs> of Iceland. And he said he eats shark. Now, I've never tasted shark, but I was like, right, okay. Then he started telling us how they ferment it. You piss on the shark. So that's what he did back in the days of the Vikings. Folk would piss their own piss on the shark and eat it. And that's still the process they go through. So I suppose the question is, who would eat it, who wouldn't? Mate, I've heard that's got a wee bit of a bite to it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> that's, that's piss patter. That is piss patter. <laughs> who would eat it? Anyone? Would anyone go for it? No, I'd pass on it, mate. It's like yellow snow, isn't it? Pass on it or piss on it? Oh, I wouldn't eat it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of pasta, then you see the uh, it was a gig in America, a festival. The woman got a guy up the stage. The lead singer of his band got a guy up stage and pissed in his face. Oh, wow. aye, I did. I seen the story. Was, I never watched the video. I can't even mind the name of the band. Like, but I was like, "What is that to happen?" I didn't think it was going to happen, and I'm like, "Nah, that cannot be real." Right, to, to be honest, right, we need to say this. Erin is like screwing up her face. We've got a Scots Italian on the podcast. Erin' <coughs> favourite pie is a macaroni pie. Phil, tell us that that is not the best pie, surely. Please, please save us here. I'd always go with a steak, me. Aye. I'd always go with a steak pie. Ham and steak pie. Not ham and steak pie. Macaroni, I could eat a macaroni pie. I went for a macaroni pie. Spies, I think. And chicken curry pie. They're nice, aren't they, macaroni pie? Aye, they're nice, man, but I'd, I'd always go steak pie. Steak pie and a bovro, that's me. Oh, I don't really like a bovro. Oh. I do like, um, I like a steak and treat so it's in Johnston. Wow. I we did do, we're getting the nominations in for the best pies. There was a good selection in so far. To be honest, I just think that all the teams in the country should send us their pies and we'll be the judge. Probably an easier way to decide. That's, That's a very great good idea. <coughs> That's a great shout. I think. It's a really good idea. I mean, free advertising as well. Who would advertise a pie? We would rate the pie. Like, no, I think it's good. We'll try it. We'll keep trying. I tried, we tried before on this podcast to try and get uh, tenants to sponsor us. That didn't work out. They never did. Tried the Brazilian beer Brahma. I kept on trying to name drop them, thinking maybe someone in Brazil might listen. Then he works so maybe pies around Scotland. And there's a better chance. The Brownings. Get the Brownings. That's the old Kelly pie. Get them sorted. Yeah, that's Kelly easy. Pie. You can get them in the shops. Like, we need the pies that you can't get in the shops easily. Not the same thing <laughs> in the shop as it is when you get it at the game, to be fair. They're not quite the same. Uh, well, usually they're better than the house because the arse doesn't fall out of them, like at the football. <laughs> that's, after, that's after you eat the pie. <laughs> <laughs> That's after the sesh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, man. I mean, I've got, I've got the flag here, right? But it's not the flag of Japan, and you know what I mean. But I, I thought we'd get a wee flag out, uh, Phil, for you. Aye, man. I know it's back to front. My boy got this during the Euros. Uh, we were away on holiday, and they thought, right, England, Italy final. So straight away, he was on getting the Italy flag order. Oh, yes, man, up, yes. Find up folk that weren't supporting uh, Italy. I take it you were pretty happy at that result. Oh, I, no, I definitely. I was. I wasn't in George Square after it, like, but I, no, I was happy with that. Where'd you um, watch it? I just watched it in the house, mate. I just watched it in the house. I was in Glasgow during the day. I was actually in the fan zone. I went to 
Uh, what did I see? I went to watch a bit of Colonel Mustard and the Dijon Five through in the fan zone. Uh, that was on in the morning. Uh, and then I just backed back in the house. But I know I think we were all uh, pretty chuffed with the result. Um, we've all been to hear football's coming home in approximately a year time. But um, aye, it's good to hear that kind of quiet out a wee bit. But aye, football was going to Rome instead. So another question I've got. If, and I don't know how good you are at football, are you good at football, actually? Are you decent? I was alright. I was I was never brilliant. That's why I became a musician, mate. But uh, <laughs> I was alright. I kind of played played fucking boys club and amateur level, and then the usual sort of seven the side sort of things. Nothing. Never managed to play junior level. Never played professional that sort of thing. So I kind of I think I just got to an age where you just discovered sort of partying and stuff, and that was it. It was just you just went downhill for there. Any any talent you had in your feet just just went went to your hands and the guitar. I hands the guitar or feet for the dance floor when you're going to nightclubs and that. But it was it, man. <laughs> Right, okay, so if you were good enough, this is a question from our missus, uh-huh. and you had the choice to play for Scotland or Italy, who would you play for? Oh, Scotland. Every day of the oh, week, man, God. Scotland. Um, <laughs> but you've got to put it this way, man. You were born there. You went through the education system there. More or less, the country's kind of provided your life in that. So, and to be honest, man, I've got more of an emotive connection to Scotland. Um, albeit I've still got you know, I'm proud of my Italian roots and stuff like that, but aye, if it's Scotland or Italy, then aye, it's going to be Scotland. Good, I like that. Miguel, you've just sent me something. I see. I take it you've got some kind of question on it, around it. No, it was just that video, so it didn't look weird, mate. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, aye, so I've just to look at a, a video of someone pissing on a stage while we're doing well, the podcast. You could, have, you could have muted and looked. Let somebody else talk or something and watch that. Right, okay, I, just, I, I, I get the point. I'll, I'll shut up and I'll watch that video. No, the videos just, that the two of you want to send yourselves, can you do that in your own private time, please? Yeah, look, you usually have your dinner on the podcast, so... I will be having my dinner on the podcast quite soon. So okay. <coughs> what you got tonight? Um, it's a shepherd's pie, but the one thing that I cannot eat, like at all, is mash, so it's sliced potato and not mash. What are you talking about? You can't eat mash? I hate it. That's not oh. kind of... I love mash, like, I love mash. Erin, you just make these things up just to, I'm telling no, you. No, genuinely, I've always, mash is the only, like, not a fussy eater at all, but mash, nope. Anything else, not mash. Eat boiled potatoes. Eat boiled potatoes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not often, I don't live I mean, in... Boiled potatoes are the worst of the potato options, yeah. I think. But you, you'll eat mash. No, can't touch it, I hate it. Is, is that not just a stew? No, the potatoes were sliced on top and there's like with cheese on top. I was at a dinner on Thursday and it was mash. And every time I go to one of these things and it's mash, I think, Joe, I'm going to try a tiny bit because I think that's a grown up thing to do. And I was like, no, not for me. Is it texture? Yeah, it's the worst of all the potatoes. And it's funny because whenever you ask anyone their top five potatoes, they always say mash. Well, I think while we're here, roast potatoes is the correct answer. Roast potatoes, dauphinoise. Crisps, oh. chips, and jacket potato. That's kind of well, why? Uh, right, so a, let's go for it. Scott, top five potato smileys, potato waffles. <laughs> no, <laughs> <Potatoes love>. <laughs> <laughs> number one, number one, <laughs> the, the alphabet ones. You spelled Kyogo out in the alphabet potatoes. <laughs> it just, it just spells Henrik Larson, love part, and that's it. No, genuinely, he sent us a photo a few months ago <laughs> and he spelled out. Kyogo. It was class, to be honest. It was brilliant, pa. I didn't know Scott could spell, so it's quite impressive. Oh, oh, oh come on. No, he spelled it as Kygo, did he know? 
I'm going to shoot every single one he's done. The best potato thing in the world, the full world, is a tatty scone. Come on, eh? Oh, well, <laughs> hot Firstly, or cold, hot or cold. Yeah, there's also a call for hash browns getting them. Hash browns are good. Oh, hash brown at McDonald's, like 100%. Mm. Do you know? And you get two, because you put one in your muffin and one separate. <laughs> do, you know, <laughs> <laughs> do you know the best tatty scones you'll get? And it's the only other time I'll agree where, where you go for your meal deal. It's Marks and Spencer's. Oh, they are the fluffiest, they the fluffiest tatty scones in the whole entire world. Have you been like trying them all out? Is this a thing you've been oh, doing to find out? So you're, what, you get in your meal deal with a tatty scone and a meal deal? We've talked about Marks the last time when we've talked about meal deals and that. But see if you ever want to know the best place for a roll in Stirling or any surrounding area in the central belt, you phone me. Because I've tried just <laughs> every burger van in Scotland completed it, mate. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I mentioned to you before about pies in the kind of Stirling area, quite Stirling, but in Blaine, Bennett's, the pies from there. Is it yours? Well, it's somewhere else. No, my old neighbour used to work there. Oh, amazing! Like what a selection. I don't know if any anyone else has been to Dun Blaine. There's a pie. Uh, no, a pie shop. It's a baker's butcher, or whatever. Oh my days, like the selection of pies they brought are tremendous. Like, go to Dunblane, Dunblane's a nice place anyway, but go to that shop. If you go, tell them I sent you and tell them to send us all the pies because oh. loads of selection. We've had our New Year's steak pie for there before and it was delightful. To be fair though, it wasn't as good as your mum's because your mum always makes the best. Oh, oh <laughs> no, you're hoping for a good Christmas present, aren't you? Uh, oh, aye. Is she, she, is she a listener? Actually, Phil said, is she a listener? No. No, you don't care, though. No, I'm kidding. On. Listen, <laughs> if my mum knew how to get a hold of her podcast, listen to every single one I've been on, oh. on repeat. Just send her the link. And she, she still got a wee Nokia. Oh, no. A burger. She just knows Facebook, mate. Facebook's like the be hole and end all of the world. Like, still, 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 still playing Snake on the phone and that. <laughs> See, anything that ever happens in the whole entire world, she'll suddenly go, Oh, well, this one said that, and I'm going, how do you know that? Oh, I've seen it on Facebook. Went, oh, yeah. <laughs> as you are, like, I, I'm sure mum's a lovely person, but is she one of those that shares everything in terms of, like, the latest breaking news that we all get? Just in case uh, you missed it. No. No? What? She's up there with you for sharing the same amount of stuff that I bring out all the time. <laughs> everything I say, everything I do, so just share it, share it, share it. Ah, you That's my boy. That's my boy. Ah. Your kids. <laughs> Phil knows, Phil knows, this happens to him as well, I bet you. I can that's hear it my him. boy, aye, that's my boy. Aye, but is it B-O-Y or is it B-O-Y? No, 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 B-O-Y, B-O-Y. That's how you can be honest. Dad puts an H in it. Aye. <laughs> you can be terrible at something, but your mum and your gran always say, you are fucking brilliant, son. That's, <laughs> that's my laddie. <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> Phil, see in terms of that, did your mum not go and watch it the weekend there? Am I making that up? Uh, she did. She turned up to the venue twice. So, uh, again, I was going to get bammed up here for thinking this podcast was in October as well. I'm not great with my dates, mate. So, uh, so basically, I played a, a local show at the weekend. Um, for some reason, I genuinely believed that the 20th of November was a Friday uh, when it was, in fact, a Saturday. So I turned up for soundcheck. Uh, and there was loads of bars and acrobats on the stage and all that and poles and all that sort of stuff. Um, it turned out there was a full burlesque squad there. And there's a boy that went to my school, right? 
And uh, he was like, what's happening, Phil? And he genuinely believed I was on the bill. And I knew straight away I was like, yeah, something all right here because there was tables. And I usually, I'd never, it's always a standing sort of gig now. So I kind of embarrassingly walked out past like the manager of the venue and stuff like that and went up the road. But um, the worst bit about it was like, my, losing my family hadn't seen me play since before lockdown. So they were, this was a big night. They were all in the, out for a, a meal and out in the pubs and that in the high street coming to, coming to watch me. But I managed to obviously intercept it send a Facebook message in a big group chat and most people saw it and they just went to my uncle's house and had a party instead but my mom, she was at work uh, and obviously she didn't have her phone in her so she just turns up to the venue with all the tickets just goes straight into the venue as I said, the, that's my boy mentality Roy, right at the front and she's saying to the table like, I'm surprised my son would sign himself up for this but she sat through the full show and the worst bit was <laughs> She genuinely believed I was coming on. And like, obviously everybody's half naked and getting at the big licks on the poles and that. And she thought I was playing. And then I got to the end of the night and she was kicking off because the boy came out and was like, right, this is the last act. And she was kicking off saying, like, where's my boy? Where's my boy? He's, maybe, he's on the bill. He's playing tonight. So I took her out. She ended up going to speak to the manager at the end. Like, again, confronting the manager, being like, fuck, what's happened to Phil? I thought he was playing tonight. And he was like, it's a fucking morrow night. So aye, that, was, that was the topic. When I went back during the Saturday, man, I was getting it. Tight. I was, it was so funny, man. Like my mom came through. To be fair, she came to see me on the Saturday, the day after, and she was just, she was just laughing about it. Like it, it was funny, but um, it's one of the things that's weird because like another act kind of post on Twitter, like called Sylvia, another West Lothian act, and it was like, what's the most random or like, like strangest thing that's happened to you? A gig, and hers was like, her guitar strap fell off, and obviously mine's is, I can't get my dates right, and folk turn up and watch fucking strip shows instead. <laughs> I reckon this could be a marketing ploy actually I reckon maybe like see in terms of getting support arts are like maybe not that good I don't think support arts are good right but maybe you could like create something new here like yeah. almost like cabaret burlesque and then you come on like nah, everyone's exactly, hot man. and bothered after the show and then you come on and they're even more hot and bothered with your good looks I was saying I, didn't, but I turned up 27 hours early you know what I mean? It was it was a marketing tool. It was on purpose. I'm only joking, mate. <laughs> Too much 37, but... <laughs> that's, that, I mean, that's certainly no PG. Like, no, it's no PG. It's no PG, mate. Like that one, aye. X-rated. Good for him. It's a beer. What's your rider? The dictator said it was Rubicon and Haribo's, wasn't it, Scott? Is that what they said? Aye, uh, mate. I was known, but I heard them saying that, aye. That's their rider. Well, they said that. They said they like to be nice guys and they don't want to get anything that's awkward for folk. Like, <laughs> so, obviously, like, if you're playing at the bars or something like that, they'll have Rubicon there, won't they? Yeah. I think I can't see Joe Murray drinking Rubicon, you know what I mean? He'd win the pints of tenants and that in the cans. Or the Mad Dog or the Buckfast. But, uh, no, I think, see, because I'm, I'm a solo artist, like, a lot of times, I, I still carry a lot of my stuff my, myself, so... I wish I could go back to the day where it's just me and a, an, an acoustic guitar travelling about because you travel light, but now it's like I'm about three, four runs into a venue to drop equipment off. So um, every gig so far, I've, I've no been like my rider's been like soft drinks apart from I played in Aberdeen and I just was like, fuck it, I'm going out. So I got a hotel and that, and obviously it was just more or less saying you went for the bar. I was drinking that bloody Tartfoot cider stuff and that rocket fuel. Just so I just handed to you. Just went handed to you. Just a mix of sort of beer and cider, that sort of stuff. There in Aberdeen, your ears. Eyes. I also just like love that. how you're like, oh, wish you could go back to the days where it's just me and my guitar, all like jaded by the high life. Tough has never been a big deal. Yeah, I just want to be Scott and Miguel, that's it, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mate, you, you don't want to be me. I bumped into some fifers at the weekend, and that story that <laughs> made unsaid. Can I ask a musical question, please? Yep. 
What are your top five albums? Oh, top five? Oh, yeah. I love the top five everything. So we have top five potatoes, now top five albums. I was discussing top five albums um, actually last week. It's quite hard to get a top five. And apparently one of my choices was controversial. Just one, I don't believe it was just one of them. It's probably all five. No, just one, because it's the Smiths. And apparently, like, I know Morrissey's not great anymore. But love the Smiths. What, which, yeah. which album by the Smiths was it? Queen is Dead. Right. I like that. What have I got? Album. I've stopped... I, I don't listen to R. Kelly anymore, even though Ignition is an absolute banger. So I think I'm like the Smiths. Oh, I will. I think I'll chuck in. I'll chuck in both Jerry Cinnamon's albums. The View Hats Off to the Busker Man. Oh, yeah. Um, What's Oasis? Definitely, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Stone Roses, The Stone Roses. That's what their album's called. See, everyone says definitely, maybe, right? Mm. One of the Pillow albums as well, too. Just try, try to decide which one. Oh. I'm really disappointed if no wait for Five's Greatest Hits. <laughs> oh, steps, mate. Get steps in there. To be clear, steps, steps Gold is full of absolute <laughs> classics. It's an absolute tragedy, yeah. Well, apparently my controversial <laughs> one was... Is it top five off <laughs> top five, six, seven, eight? Apparently my controversial one was... I said Heathen Chemistry. I think it's great. Heathen Chemistry is unbelievable. Yeah, but also, definitely maybe, right? Fine, it's good. There are decent songs in it, obviously. But it's just like the one that everyone thinks is really good. I think Heathen Chemistry's got better songs in it. She Has Love is on it. Well, I'm, a, I'm of an age where I, I was, what age was I? When it came? <coughs> 15 or 16. So at that point in the 90s, there wasn't much going about in terms of music that was decent. It was, well, it was decent. But then they came out and they did. They just like, everyone was like, like who is this band? I like Blood and Oasis, so I like both. I never went down there like, you like one or the other. But being at that age and like having something different and folk that were just turning it like it is, doing what you were doing at the weekend or whatever, is like everything. And the tunes still stand the test of time. Still listen to anything from that album or even the non-album tracks. Could easily have been like number ones, the B-sides around at the time. You were like, it was insane. Just so good. I like all the albums, but definitely maybe for me is like... Still stands the test of time and will always be one of the best albums. Uh, those those sort of bands, man, they're just, they're just legendary tracks, man. They'll never go away. They just keep coming back and back and back and recirculating. Uh, but even Kevin is good as well. To be fair, there's no a bad Oasis album. Did anyone see that? No Gallagher's playing the D sessions <laughs> that summer. Yes, I've seen it. I've seen it. Tickets? Anyone getting tickets? Uh, no Gallagher, um, live, absolutely brilliant. He's really good. He's my favourite of the two. See. I'm the opposite. I've yeah. seen the two of them loads, and I saw No Gallagher uh, Neighbourhood we <coughs> in Warrington, and it just seemed like polished cheat. Well, it was good, but it was just polished, and it's like that's no Oasis. Oasis, no Oasis, though. That's the thing. No, I know, but that is why you go. You didn't go to No Gallagher because you want to see, I don't know, ah. somebody like. It, it's got to be. You've got to have the attitude. Oasis was always built in the attitude. No Gallagher's went full circle all the way around and Liam Gallagher's the one that stayed true to the cause of what he is and it, without getting political he seems maybe the kind of socialist See, though, from terms of still the man of the people rather than Noel who seems uh, to be doing everything for the money I, I like both guys right but see as a music artist I would think you want to evolve and not just be bringing out similar stuff all the time Noel has evolved and diverse like kind of diverse wise music 
he's got involved with like all these different folk, whereas Liam is still probably wanting to be in Oasis. That's the thing. And I like both of them, obviously. I don't know what you, you other folk think on that. Yeah, but I like them. I like them both. I listen to both their sort of new stuff. Is I think it's hard for anybody. Like if if you've been in a legendary band, man, and you come out it and you're trying to do your own your own stuff, people are always going to go back and listen to the band stuff. And you see that when they play live, man. They just because I seen Liam Gallagher at Redding, man. He was he was superb. But again, a lot of the songs on the set are like the, the old Oasis ones, and they, they're still the ones that get the crowd going. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to hear Morning Glory and stuff like that, and. Wonderwall and all that sort of stuff, but their new, their 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 original stuff's good. Like no sort of album that they released, and that was really really good, man. So again, I like them. I like them both. Yeah, I saw Ian Brown, and I'm probably in the minority. Whereas I, I wanted to hear all Ian Brown stuff as opposed to him putting in Stone Roses tunes because I kind of feel if he's like an artist by himself, you want to hear that. Aye. A lot of the crowd wanted to hear the classics. It's try to get a balance right. It's like when like I like see if somebody releases like a number one album. And they've released album two and three. There's a percentile of the crowds just going to hear the number one album. That's what they want to hear. So it's, it's hard, like, it's definitely hard. Well, do you have a karaoke song? What was that? Do you have a karaoke song? A karaoke song? What the hell? What did I used to sing in karaoke? Oh, of course, karaoke would be beneath you now. <laughs> <laughs> You've done some good covers. You've done some good covers, it has to be said. I, sing, I used to sing Pill. I used to sing I used to sing Wonderwall now in karaoke. That's classic. That's classic. Well, cancelled. He's cancelled. It's a good one if you're on holiday because people like tend to like. I find like abroad, people tend to still know it. Can't go to <coughs> holiday. My karaoke song is Total Clips of the Heart, and I'm very good at it. No, no, Erin. Oh, Erin, you've told us that you're absolutely awful at it. You've never been invited back for karaoke yeah, by your fans. I'm in the car singing. I think this sounds good. What's wrong with people? Uh, I, think I, I used to do. I used to do. I've done Sweet Carolina a few times on karaoke. A few, a few times. Uh, I like that song, but just, that's not right. That's not the right words. Uh, just to get the just to get the crowd going. Um, sweet Constantine. That's the right one. And uh, I've not done Yes Sir, I Can Boogie. I've not done that one. But um, I pull in the teeny. I've done a couple of pull in the teeny songs as well. That sort of stuff. These streets rewind. Last request. All that sort of stuff. <laughs> If you go to karaoke with people who don't know, like if you're at karaoke in like a bar or something, there's people who don't know you can sing. Is it quite exciting when you go up and you're like, I'm going to be good here? I would love <laughs> But like, since I've released more stuff, I've never went in and, and done it. But I would do it all the time to show off. I think, like, when we played in Aberdeen, we ended up in a karaoke bar after. But the main thing about karaoke is just getting up there and fucking belting a tune. It's you know about I mean? the performer, correct? Not uh, the audience. And being able to sing does not make you a good karaoke performer. Yeah. Just it's just having like the sort of the buzz, maybe not the right word, like just having the confidence to go up and do it, man. It's just all part of part of the party. So that's yeah, it. Was it McNasty's? Was it karaoke bar? No. I wish McNasty's. Was, was it McNasty's? Yeah. Yeah. There. Uh, there's yeah. a guy doing. Um, there's a guy doing Frank Sinatra. My way when I was in, and he started doing like a tour of the pub with the mic. And the guy, the like, DJ's going, whoa, get fucking back. You know, that's what, <laughs> that's what <laughs> I want to karaoke. I want to see an entertainer. I don't care if they can sing. <laughs> so maybe Ed and I'll come and see you doing karaoke. It'll be all right. I can't sing either. I can't sing, I can't sing either. See, I do think see, you're right that a lot of people are just like, oh, my God, I'm not going to stage. It's not for me, but it's great. I love it. Right, a question from Dead Sea Souls. Well, they had two questions, actually. Aye. Who might well just, just nip it for two seconds, Scotty, just to take a 
comfort Aye, break. No worries, take a comfort break. Or we'll just talk amongst ourselves. So, Funzo Oyo at the weekend. We'll talk I was about, about to say that this is the perfect just opportunity. Everyone is, not even just like folk that like us. Everybody. Have you ever seen a more bizarre decision? Genuinely. I've seen Rangers fans say it's wrong. Uh, did you see uh, Dimitri Payet there ah. with Marseille? Bobby we, Madden we, we, with a yeah, off as aye. well. For diving. For diving. Yeah, so I was confused. So I went on to um, Skybet and I was like, my pet's going, that wasn't in mind. Went on to see what happened and I was like, Leon Marseille suspended. What's going on? Had a look. Horrendous. Did you say, um, yeah, is he injured? It's not the first know. time not the first time he's been struck with something this season as well. I watched a game earlier in the season. It was Marseille. I can't remember if it was the reverse fixture. But he was, uh, getting, was. he was getting, I mean, they were getting all sorts thrown at them. And then the game actually stopped. Fans were trying to get on the pitch. Uh, Marseille fans are going over doing the Funzo Oyo, but they were doing a bit more than Funzo Oyo. Funzo Oyo just obviously stood his ground. I mean, um, like, the thing everyone's talking about was how does he know the art? Like, I know folk are saying, oh, he did kind of square up to him, but you would. If someone pushed you, you're not expecting that when you're on the football pitch. See, from a see fan. in terms of what happened, were you there earlier? Of course. Did you, did you see, obviously the build-up to it gets kind of pushed in, but in real time, obviously you're seeing it in the telly. Does it actually look like it's, there's not really much in it? In you, terms know, really, of, you know, the bad news for you, I was opposite the other goal and I barely saw it. We just knew there was like something going on. And then, it, obviously, there was like a little moment and then everyone saw the videos and everyone was just absolutely shocked. But it is true what was said, which is that Bob Madden basically got a lot of abuse for the rest of the game. And at one point when I think there's a corner, so there's something happening, we're waiting for play to restart. I think there's maybe a sub or something. And Bobby Madden stood right in front of like us, basically, the goal Aberdeen are shooting into. And he's standing there smiling. It, like, you know, I'm not saying that you should be crying or walking off the pitch or that, but, you know, it's obvious if the entire crowd is saying that you've had a shocker. I'm not sure that's the reaction. I just think it turned into Bobby Madden's show and that's not great. And the problem is there's no fixing. I'm not, you know, we might not have won the game anyway. We were terrible. We are not very good. But you don't know that. You know, they were down to 10 men rightly. It got evened up. I don't think it was a deliberate evening up. I think Bobby Madden didn't see it and is given a yellow without seeing what happened. But there's no way for that to get changed because in terms of the rules, you can't appeal a second yellow. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's going to be a challenge to that somehow. I don't know whether they'll be able to challenge it. Uh, well, there has spot. been, and it's been rejected. It's been rejected straight away. Wow. Wow. You can only appeal a second yellow for mistaken identity or simulation. <coughs> Aye, we know that, but I think Aberdeen were trying to say, look, like, bloody hell, how can you you say this is a normal situation? So is that what happens often? Risk, I think the risk is that now you will get fans thinking it's funny, especially once they've had a couple of drinks, to try and get players booked or sent off. And I think you'll get more of that. And there's a lot of stadiums where the fans are pretty near the pitch. Players are right over... Did you see the, the video of Tavernier with the um, guy on the pitch, which I think yep. might have been a league cup game, came up, yeah. And he pushes him, and, you know, whether he's right or wrong to do that, nothing was done about it. And there is a massive problem there about consistency, and the referee's there to protect players. I think he hasn't seen it, and I think if you don't see it, the right thing to do is nothing, and it can get dealt with later if something has happened. If he doesn't see it, no, he can't make any decision, like, unless it's based off someone else. Because he actually walks away at first. The OU's obviously still up there. Has the linesman said something or somebody else? And well, apparently Bob Mandon indicated he thought Ojo had pushed him. But if that's the, I mean, if he didn't see it, he needs to just do nothing about it. And then therefore it's up to 
compliance officer to look at it and take action if something had actually happened. But nothing's happened. I think it's I think it is worrying. I think it opens up a problem whereby, you know, there's people joking about it, but you will get fans. I wouldn't be surprised if you get fans this weekend who, you know, think it's funny. And yeah, not great. We weren't very good anyway, to be fair, but uh, yeah, a drama. Real letters that solves that. V-A-R. See if that's there. You can go and check that instant out and it's dealt with. And it doesn't make Bobby Madden look like that. And it keeps Stephen Glass in the dugout as well because the repercussions of him getting sent off as a manager was absolutely fuming that, as you're saying, the referee hasn't protected the players in the park. And that's the reason Glass is sitting in the stand after it. And then you've lost the game at that point. Didn't he 10 men without a manager? Yeah, it's one of those ones, even if we could have appealed it, which we can't, it doesn't matter because the game's lost. So it doesn't matter. And we, we shouldn't be going to football. The, the best time is when you go to football and you don't even talk about the referee. But the referee's just there to make sure the yeah, game Yeah, so goes. when we did the, when I did the referee course, the first, one of the first things they said was the best referees are the ones you don't notice. Yeah. And I, do, I just, I think that, you know, it happens a lot. There are decisions which are very difficult to understand and you do start to think, well, you know, what happens this weekend when you know, a fan thinks, oh, I'll give him a push or he'll get sent off and all of that. I think there will probably be some of it. <coughs> you usually see, see as well these things, focal copper or folk, I think, was it in England recently? Remember the, the Grealish incident? I think there'd been a few in the build-up to that whereby folk were like almost prompting they were going to go on the pitch but never quite. And then obviously that guy went on and bloody lamped Grealish. Remember the Birmingham? Oh, Miller, Birmingham. Or, a few years hey, back? he's uh, scored that one. Yeah, he did, aye, which was, I, I, was good. I put a fiver on him. <laughs> did you? As soon as it happened. As soon as it happened, eh? So. See, see, in terms of this weekend's football, do you know what? It all just boils down to taking your chances. Oh, there you go. What a result. I like that. It's good. Thank you. Cheers. How long did that, How long that take? <laughs> no, no, you can't have that one. I've, I've had that already. You've... No. Yeah. Keep your own part. Yeah, I know. No, it's not really mine's, and it wasn't really Phil's, and it wasn't even <laughs> uh, Portis's either. It was Stephen Gerrard before he'd done a runner. Exactly. Well, I thought as well, it's because maybe Emma Dodds worked for Rangers TV as well. So I think there was a combination of things. Obviously, the Rangers fans love Portis. So there's that. Uh, yeah, the Gerrard situation, and then Emma Dodds, Rangers TV. Did you see as well, he was uh, mouthing some, some a phrase, and he was getting some of you saw online for it don't know if you've seen no. actually I think it was one of our colleagues that was saying it uh, that Celtic and Hibs fans were the same because he said something F something Z oh Portius I saw aye, that man I aye. saw that I did, I did see that you can you can let me there no you know oh, that, you figured figure it out aye uh, <laughs> you've you seen it aye aye I'm artist you've seen it <laughs> uh, uh, right so we'll go back like uh, Phil I hope you was that, that was a long comfort break um, so who would be your dream support slot? I don't know if that means someone supporting you, because obviously that's the that's the that's the thing now. You want folks supporting you, but I should dream right. So right now, dream the dream person that I would love to support, obviously Jerry Cinnamon. Like that would be for me. I would love that one. Jerry Cinnamon. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely. one of the one of the biggest influences to me. And uh, obviously you'll see like kind of similar genre and sound and stuff like that. So uh, obviously I try to do something a bit different than that because you have to do that as a 
as a musician and original artist, but I think that would be that would be tremendous, man. If I was no, Paolo, 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 Scots Italian, Bill. Aye, that would be a good fit as well. If I could get a Paolo, be Scots Italian sort of double there, Paolo Nettini as well. Jerry Cinnamon, Paolo Nettini, Kyle Faulkner, somebody like that. He was somebody that I, or Kyle Faulkner, sorry. Um, he was obviously somebody I, I watched growing up as part of the viewing that. So I would take one of one of one of those three. Right, okay. And if you were to give a shout out to someone just now that would support you, up and coming artist, who would it be? Oh, um, who would who would I go for? Who would I go for? So I um, obviously you get probably two support slots. I, I think I've got a good friend music wise. The boy uh, he's from Denny. He's called Cameron Ledwidge. Um, so he was on the he was on the voice in that last year, and he's released a couple of songs. So he's a, he's a good friend of mine. So I'd, uh, I would take him on the on the bill as a as a support slot. And he's and he's one of the one of the one of the names. And the sort of up and coming Scottish music scene, and there's there's lots of lots of talent about. Anyone from Scotland? Scott, we try to get Scott McGill on the bill. <laughs> uh, there we go. See, Miguel, what told you? Man to your manager. Your man there actually went to the same school as my apprentice. I think he was in the same year as him yeah. as well. St Mungo's and Falkirk. <coughs> they all love him. He's a nice guy. Like, uh, I think he's I think he's one of the Denny punks. He's Denny's finest. So mm-hmm. uh, we did have another pit. Uh, another question from Dead Sea Souls which was who should play up front for Scotland in the playoffs in March what was that and who should play up front up front for Scotland in the playoffs against Czech Republic we'll say I'm against Czech Republic by the way that's who it's going to be Uh, we're getting revenge man yep Um, I'd go two I'd go Dykes Dykes and Adam yeah I'd go for it I think so 100%. 100%. They're a good, they're a good match. <laughs> I'm just doing his message there. But, uh, no, no, I don't on the couch. Uh, uh, they're a good, good match in the complement each other. I think Dykes was, I know Dykes said Adam played well the last two games, so it'd be quite harsh to, to take him out. And obviously Dykes has done a, a good job and scored a lot of important goals in the last qualifying campaign. So I think, depending, obviously we've got the seeding and that, we're at Hamden, we're playing well, we've got momentum, so why not? Why not go with two up front and just go for it, man. We've not had a chance to qualify for the World Cup for a long time. I think I was three year old, four year old the last time. So, yeah, I was about the same age. What? Uh, <laughs> you're still supposed to laugh. Uh, I. To be fair, though, like before uh, we had the situation where Dykes was injured, Dykes and Adams are looking like a dream together. I think. Yeah, uh, definitely. Erin. Adams, I think definitely. I think he has looked better and better in recent games. And then um, we, have, we, have, we will have to. We'll have a 4 4 2. 4 4 2, you're going, you're changing the system that Steve Clark's playing. Well, no, but I'm just I'm thinking for the sake of us discussing, we'll have it up front. We'll have 4 4 2. So up front, I'm having Adams and Johnny Russell's getting a call up from me. What is he? Right, what, about, okay. That's all. What, about, what about Christian Ramirez? He's busy. <laughs> and he's also not Scottish. So that, <laughs> so that, that might be difficult. Call up when he's been capped by Scotland, uh, America. Um, uh, no, I think... Um, we don't need the rest of the team. It's just the front two. No, I, th- I, think those, I think those two... Are, I, <coughs> I mean, it's going to depend, isn't it? March is still a while away. It's going to yes. depend on a lot of things. And Aye. realistically, I think up front is probably where we're slightly lacking. But actually, we've managed to get enough goals to qualify. And... Well, to qualify for the playoffs at least. And to be honest, defensively, we're not too bad. So 
I think we should be okay. I feel quite good about it. We're lacking nowhere just now. We're the best team in the world. Like, let's say we were slightly limited when it looks like Dykeson wasn't really going to score and then he popped four in a row. Brilliant. And then Adams comes in when Dykes is out and scores. So we're in a good position. We just maybe... Just... The, the, depth, the, depth, the depth of the squad, like we've not had a squad depth like that for a long time. Like even like the last game, like there was a few eyebrows when you seen John Souter came in and then he had a superb game. And I think we did miss Hanley. <coughs> which is mental when you think when how the difference in Hanley from when he was in the squad in the sort of striking era to now. Like if you take him out, you noticed a big difference. But when kind of Suter came in and then you had Cooper as well, man, it was solid. So the squad depth is uh, probably the best it's been in a long time. Yeah, we've got a question from semi regular Scott, as I like to call him now. Yeah, Scott. He has asked, "What's your favourite Scotland song?" My favourite Scotland song. Yeah. Um, it's got to be "Yes, I Can Boogie." Has to be that. Has to be that. Um, the, the reason why, obviously, we've got we've had loads. Do a deer will become in. Um, we've had a dream. We're on the march with Ali's army. But I've not seen a stadium react to that a Scotland game, which is bizarre. You'd never imagine a football stadium singing a song like that. But after the Israel game, it was absolutely bouncing. And same with the Denmark. And you can only imagine if we get through the semi and we get a home tie and we go through. When they put that song on, and it's yes, sir, I can boogie, and then followed by obviously "Freed from Desire." Man, <laughs> the stadium like it's just it's mental. So I'd go with that. Aye, uh, at what stage should Bonnie Toon be played in the playlist? Uh, Bonnie Toon used to go right after Lock Lomond. Oh, I forgot about Lock Lomond as well, eh? Aye. So they played that half time, and that was like at the, at the Denmark game. It was that loud you couldn't hear the music, and they've even played five hundred miles. Like you know, we're not even talking about five hundred miles, which is mental. Because that's usually one of the, the go tos on the playlist as well. But uh, I would say Bonnie Toon right half time, or maybe. Maybe if we qualify and they're going on the pitch and we're putting all the tunes on, we're wanting a, a wee patriotic one. We can uh, we can put Bonnie Toon on then. Or once we qualify, we'll all be in the sesh. For I will just get the sesh on. Till December. <laughs> From March till December. That'll be the sesh. Because yeah, we can't drink in Qatar. That'll be the World Cup tune. <laughs> Mikel, whatever it takes, we'll play that as well. We're going to get that played as well. We keep uh, on trying. We've, we've campaigned for a it's gone. The moment's gone, mate. It was for the moment's Euros. not gone. For Keith Easton, he's a DJ. Aye, we've tra- I think we have tried. Because, yeah, <laughs> he put Dictator on the playlist. One of the games, I think they were on the playlist for the, the Israel game. They got one of the one of the slots in it, which is cool, right? Was it before imagine? the game? Because I didn't Aye. until late on for the Israel game because of the, the QR codes and that. Aye, so he put, they put it on before the game. But um, it's pretty mad, like, if you heard your song getting blasted at the National Stadium. So. Didn't you have a semi? Yeah, Jenny would have a semi. Me, I don't know, mate. I don't know. <laughs> Me too. Is he jumping up and down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a semi that's going to be semi in the margin. Like it's no way we like yeah. a semi on the podcast. <laughs> right, okay. I, I like this question. This was about alternative from Arcade State. Yeah, good band, right. mate. Good band. Uh, if there was a Netflix documentary about you, who would play you? Who would play me? In fact, Arcade State, they, again, they're good sort of compatriots in the new music scene. So they've got a new single yeah. called Silence coming out. Yeah. That's one to look out for. One which of is the last... for raise money for suicide as well, which is yeah. obviously an excellent cause. For a, for a great cause and that. And, and, and they're doing really well as well. So big shout out to them. Um, who would play me? It's got to be Martin Comston because I like Line of Duty and he's also a bit of a chancer. So you'll see what, you'll see what I've done there. 
Ah, you just name drop as many of your songs as often as we can in the podcast. That's all right. I like books from folk. <laughs> you can tell you've done business. <laughs> well, when you were doing it, when you weren't writing songs, but that's paid yeah. off. Erin, <laughs> I know you've got a, a wee thing for Martin Compton, didn't you? I love him. Yeah, I think everyone does. I'd really like to get him on the podcast. Can we sort that out? <laughs> we'll try. I have. I did message him once. Um, I don't know whether it was maybe trying to catch on to when he was drunk thinking he might come on our podcast, but as opposed to joining the Ross show. I'm going to try and I'll ask him every day in December. Every day in December? Like an advent. An advent calendar of podcast yeah. guests. So we'll try a, a different person each day. I'm just going to try, yeah. my, I'm just try Martin Compton every day. <laughs> or Steve um, Arnott, get him. He's a, big, he's a big Celtic fan, so he loves football. He used to play football, played for Morton. He was at Aberdeen, as I know. Aberdeen very briefly, exactly. I've seen a wee photo of him. So you know what? Maybe he'd be keen. He might be. You never know. He definitely he's like, he loves his football. He's at, he was at the Scotland games and all sorts. He's always watching Celtic, whether he's in Scotland or Vegas. I liked it when he was filming Line of Duty when we... It was in <coughs> Serbia, wasn't it? The Pens. Yeah, yeah it's so good. Because you hear his accent, just go from his pretend one. I also really love people who'd only seen him in Line of Duty finding out that he's not English. <laughs> See, to be honest, Line of Duty, I love watching it. Right? But do you not think his accents evolved from being like he sounded Australian at one point to then being English? Ah, that's pretty good. His accents he's really Scottish. When, like, you are, if you never didn't know, you'd be surprised when you heard him. Do you know actually who is absolutely brilliant in accents? Phenomenal, probably the best. I've seen Judy Comer. Yeah, she has good. She is outstanding. I saw her in something over the weekend and I still don't actually know which one is her real voice. Oh, was it the film? Was it the film that's out with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? No, or something like that. There's a film she's out she's with. She's been interviewed about it, yeah. And she just, I think she's brilliant. Yeah, she was good at the help. That, that was actually the first time I'd heard her in her native tongue because I'm used to Killing Eve. I don't know if you've watched Killing Eve, anyone? Yeah, Killing Eve is the one that I'd seen. And then obviously she does some accents in it. And I'd seen her on something. She was on Graham Norton and she did a couple of different ones. And yeah, she's brilliant. Right, okay, another music question, this time from Weems Scenes. If there was a band and you could handpick your band members from any era, dead or alive, who would be in the lineup? From Weems Scenes, so that's, that's, that's Big Wayne. He's, he's been a few of my gigs and uh, he was also starred in the, the sort of fan Bonnie Toon video as well. So who, who would I handpick? So we'll take, we'll take Manny for the Stone Roses on the, on the bass um, and then we'll go put um, and he's Jordan McKay. We'll get we'll get the snacks. We'll get them on the drums. Or no, actually no, scrap that. We'll get Alan Ramsey for the dictator. We'll get him on the drums. Oh, so basically someone was in there and they're like quickly out. You're ruthless. <laughs> ruthless. I'm like Steve Clark picking the squad. So we'll go. Uh, we'll go Alan Ramsey and dictator. Um, again, great band, but he's also they're also good at shout me out and a lot of stuff. So um, he's there on the drums. Uh, I've not actually not met him yet. I've, I've I've met Zach and Mick, but I'm going to their gig in December. I'm not oh, actually going to stereo. Aye, they're playing at PG Moyes and they're also uh, playing stereo, so I've got a stereo as well. I'm glad you can't make it. I've already got a gig I'm going to that night, but I'm hoping aye. there's an after show party I can sneak along to. Yeah, definitely. I think there is Tim Burgess at uh, uh, Firewater. Oh, is it? Well, I'm going to see Charlotte, yeah. I'm going to see. Aye, they've, they've put so everybody will be going there because uh, like, if you go to a gig in Glasgow that night, you get entry into that nightclub, so that'll be where the after party is. Um, Who else can we get? Do we need anybody else? Aye, Please. let's get. What are you going for in terms of how many people in the, the band? So we can get away with that. We can get two guitarists. So I'll probably go. Um, we'll go. We'll go. We'll go. Um, 
Right, let's go Kel, Kel Faulkner, because again, I was a again, massive, massive view fan. Still am a view fan. Yeah, I like the view. And I like, and I like all his solo stuff, so there you go. Scott and me were in the same day, didn't we? At different places. See, we're talking about the view there, though. We're talking about the Dundee sessions. There's a shout. We know what's going to happen. They're going to be headlining one of the shows. Phil, if you're not on that bill, mate, I'll be very, very disappointed. That needs to happen. See, as well, next year, it's 15 years, is it, no, since Hats off to the Buskers? Aye. They've been hinting hinting left, right and centre in the media that sounds going on. Him, obviously, Kyle and Ken Webster and that, so they've been... Hinting that there's there's someone coming, so I, I can see it happening. I can see it happening, but you're right, mate. That would be see that would be an ideal support slot. If I can get that at Dundee sessions. Can you imagine that crowd for the view in Dundee re- reunion? Madness. I saw them at Caird Hall. It was the last gig in Dundee. Mm. Amazing, like phenomenal. I think you knew it was the last gig as well because they had said this was a they kind of farewell tour as such. We were they were going to be doing different things. Oh my word! After party was pretty good as well because they, they were all at the after party. It was it was good. <laughs> I was I was like getting all emotional with my pal and that after that gig, and he actually slapped me and told me why he's in the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what your mates are for, isn't it? Eh? Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Okay. I, need, I know you did answer this on the. Twitter, but see if I don't ask this question, <laughs> I'll never hear the end of it. Right, so my mate Mick, who I basically asked, and for those that didn't see it on Twitter, you could answer Phil. Yes. If you had to choose a Bonnie tune where he's never been to to go a sesh, where would it be and who would it be with? See, Big Mick's just teed me up there, isn't he? So I just said, uh, be a bunch of chances and we'll be chatting, let go. There you go. And we'll be out for 27 hours. <laughs> Exactly, aye. <laughs> When's well, that out again? Just remind everyone again, aye. just in case I'll still listen. Well, literally, the new single 27 is out on November the 27th, which is a Saturday at 0027. So get ready. The pre save link and that's all over on my social media. So make sure you go in there, give it a wee pre save for Spotify and Apple Music. It makes a big difference to, to artists because it gives you a chance to the Spotify and the algorithms and perhaps getting on playlists. So, aye, out on Saturday. So get ready for that one coming out. See what a um, as well. Does it help? It helps as well if folk like your tunes as well, doesn't it? Aye, these places because it keeps it. it. Yeah. And follow the band, follow you as well because that's a big thing for release radar and all that type of thing. Aye, Spotify's all, they're always looking for it. So follows, pre-saves, likes, get actually just putting it in playlists, stuff like that as well. So it's all those sort of stuffs. But I see the answer to that question. So I, I thought about this one. So as I did mention, we're going to the dictator gig at stereo. Yep, yep. <laughs> on the 18th so uh, who can come along so we'll take so the, the Bonnie Toon will, would have to be Glasgow there because we're going in the sesh in Glasgow so it'll be uh, the, the full dictator lads because we'll, we'll go there and we are actually going to that after party by the way and um, we'll take Mick and we'll take Ricky Spence and everybody on this podcast call can come as well I mean, I know and we'll, we'll take we'll, we'll take Lewis Capaldi and Steve Clark where we're at it too see <laughs> I reckon it'll be, it's a week before Christmas as well. Like, yeah. always December gigs, I've got something special about them. I've been to so many gigs over the years in the week before Christmas. The one I remember early on when I was joining was Travis were playing. The week before Christmas, they played three nights at the Barras <coughs> and they dropped uh, Baby One More Time as a cover. Yeah. And the atmosphere was tremendous, just insane. December Did they sing, 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 sing. What's that? Did they sing, sing, sing? Oh. Did they sing, oh, come on. <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying to think whether that would have been out at the time. 
whether it was I, but December gigs. You must as folk playing music. December gigs the best. Month for playing gigs. Oh, I, it's because everybody in that's back home visiting for Christmas, so everybody that lives away in that's in the country too. So, um, I but on the topic of Travis, I seen their support. Well, I, I, I've got tickets to Jerry Cinema on the seventeenth next year at Hampton. <laughs> And it just shows you how big he is now because Travis is his support act. Do you know what I mean? It's like, how big must you be that you've got Travis supporting you on a bill, which is mental. Actually, interesting because uh, Dictator, when they were on, had just only recently been signed to Blackhall Records. Are you signed yeah. to anyone? Or uh, no, not at the moment. I'm independent at the moment, aye. You're looking to be signed? Or is it you quite like being independent? <coughs> um... So no, it was it was it was great to see the dictator lads get inside, and that it was a lot of, a lot of hard work for them to get like such an opportunity. So but at the moment, I know I'm I'm happy enough independent. See, the positive thing about being independent is I've had to do a lot of it myself, so I've had to learn about the industry and a lot of the processes. So that's been good because I've got an insight to quite a lot. But um, yeah, it does kind of start to reach a point where you do need a bit of hand. So uh, I. I'd, it would be a name one day perhaps to get obviously a bit of management and also um, perhaps a label as well but it comes with everything else man it has to be the sort of right sort of offer and the right people in that behind you so there's also that to, to sort of consider as well so um, I can't fault being independent I've, I've enjoyed every single moment it's been great so um, but aye you never know in the future just need to see to be honest man I've, when I always started I never I never came out to chase record deals man I just went you know what like some of the wise person said to me just release good music good content be Put on good shows, there'll be part of good shows, man. And what will be, will be. If it's meant to happen, it will happen. You just have to go out and make memories and have a good time. And as we all know in the podcast, independence is a good thing. So, thumbs up, Scotty. Uh, <laughs> uh, Favourite venue to play in Glasgow? Um, That's a question oh. from George, who I think is not making it. I don't think. No. Nah. I've I've not been uh, obviously for me like the, the dream is to be in the Barrowlands like that that definitely that but um, the only one I've really played is King Touch and that's even like playing there and just going into the venue and you, you see the stairs and that you know what I mean it's got all the names of who's played there all the big names funny enough it's got Boy George on one of the steps as well I was a bit shocked when I saw that but uh, it's got all the names of people that have made it um, and it's all the history with all the Oasis side of things as well so you get a bit of a buzz there's we were an aura in the history of the place so that's always a special moment to go and play that. And that's one that I'd love to one day go back and, and headline and do a show there. Um, but I you know the Barras has got something iconic about it. To be honest, King Touch has got as well, but the Barrowlands has got a, like a special pull to it. The artists from around the world want to go and play in the Barrowlands. So I would say Barrowlands is definitely something I'd love to play. I see everyone here actually, in terms of like since lockdown, we've been allowed to go back to gigs. We're not better than ever. Yeah, no, because like it's 18 months, like, eight, like just same for musicians, 18 and bands, <coughs> we went 18 months effectively to go out and play, so you've had all that sort of time to sort of build up. Obviously, use it to write songs and uh, practice and rehearse and try new things, so you come out stronger. But you've so you've got all the artists and that coming out like that, but then also the people that love to go to the gigs. Because at the end of the day, like a gigs about like just same with going to the football man. Like obviously everybody's got their lives Monday to Friday or whatever, but um, they go to the football to kind of get away with that or get away for that and same with music just have a good time and uh, yeah I think people have missed that and they've probably realised you know never to take things for, for sort of granted again because we never know when anybody can impose like a sort of lockdown in that um, so there's that side of things so I think as well you're starting to see because sometimes it's a hit or a miss when you're the opener and you're the support you can turn up and literally nobody's there at the start and like recently it's been really busy like for like folk coming on stage which is great to see as well 
Um, so yeah, no, definitely there's been a, a, a special buzz in that just because people have probably missed it for, for a period of time. Um, same, same when we were able to go into a full Hamden for the first time for about two years as well. Aye. Erin, you've been a few gigs, haven't you, since I've been to was few, over? Yeah, and I've got a few more coming up, although sadly, the Twilight Sad one's being rescheduled for next April and I'm on holiday. So I do have spare tickets, actually. <coughs> um, We've become a, a ticket selling site as well now. Is that what we're at? No, I wouldn't. Face no, value. Face no, value. No, to be clear, if any of you guys wanted them and you were part, they could have them for free. I'm not going to try and start making profit off anyone. Um going to see I've got tickets for a lot of stuff although not a huge amount of music at the moment the big one I'm really wanting is um, and I'm interested to see what Phil thinks of her do you like Taylor Swift Phil? Um, Taylor Swift 20, uh, I don't I don't know about you because I'm feeling 20 yeah that one she's, she's got some catchy tunes like I definitely yeah. and she's a world superstar so why not why not her new <laughs> album Red is out in the 10 minute version is it's incredible she's so good yeah, no, she's obviously very, very talented, one of those American superstars. So we, we had another guest lined up for tonight, Robbie uh, Hanrati, but he can't make it because he's at Libertines tonight. Ah, uh, Robbie, that's, yeah, that's, I know, I know, Robbie. He's seen you at Skylights. He was talking to you. Yeah. I think, so he was keen to come on. Like as soon as I'd seen the interaction on Twitter, I thought, let's try and get him on because he's been trying to get on for about two or three months. Aye, no, Robbie's, Robbie's a good guy. You know, he's popped up with the blue tick and that, so maybe he's a bit big time now, and I'm joking, but uh, no, he was, uh, it was a good red to tick. see him. He'd prefer a red tick, but <laughs> they don't. No, it was, uh, it was good to see him. Well, I think he, 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 he couldn't get there early, so I think he missed my set, but no, it was good to just like, that's one of the, the mental things about like, the last 18 months as well. There's been so many people you've met on social media um, up and down the UK that you obviously never got the chance to go and meet, and now you're getting out there and so many people are meeting for the first time in that. Um, so that's nice. So I know we did have quite a quite a good chat, and he's obviously doing pretty well. And I think it's the journalism side of things. So that's uh, great to see too. I get his first article published in the Daily Record on the weekend, which is great. <coughs> what about is Bobby your Mann? gig you've been to recently? Like ish. I like obviously favorite gig is a hard one because there's lots of different like variables. But a recent ish one. So last kind of few years or so. Um. Probably the snut, the snuts at the Barrowlands was class. Like that was that was unbelievable. Like, even when it's even the, the curtain came down, they came on. They've got a song called Glasgow, and the curtain came down. Uh, at the play, I've not like I've, I know I said this about when Griffith scored against England, but like the crowd just went insane. Like and it was just full for the full set. I've never really seen a crowd like that, so it was pretty crazy. Um, and they were brilliant, proper proper world class. But I did see there's another band from England, probably England's best. They were probably England's best up and coming band called the Laughams, and I saw them at Teen the Park. They're not Teen the Park, fucking hell. Um, Transmit, um, and they were just—I would say it was—it was up there. Like they were superb. Um, I saw them at the Barras uh, last month. Like for a band that's only been together a few years, like wow, it's like proper world nice class guys level. at all. Like nice guys, <laughs> like total like po- the positivity is the key just now. I noticed this was all musicians just now. Like they're all being nice to each other. It's not like the nineties where everyone slagged each other off. I know it was about a media and all that, but generally, like uh, you're all are nice to each other, like supporting each other, like do well, do well. It's not like we need to be better than you. Ah, it's just one like it's not like there's a World Cup every four years. There's like so many opportunities in, in music every single week. So everybody clubs together, and if everybody does well, we all do well. You know what I mean? Like for example, the Scottish scene's probably thriving at the moment because of how well Blues Capaldi done. And also you had Jerry Cinnamon, like both world superstars. So that's probably put a, a, a spotlight on Scotland. And you'll see the impact in like West Lothian for Capaldi and the Snuts and that. So 
it's just an example. If people do well, then it helps everybody else out. So that's why we all kind of club together. And we generally... Oh, oh, sorry. I club together. Yeah, I thought Scott was going to say something there. Aye, I thought so as well. Well, I'm just thinking, like, you're saying about being nice and that, like, everybody loves a wee drama, right? I've got a wee <laughs> question for you. Can you see see anybody that's up and coming and now in Scotland, who do you think you could fight and win against? <laughs> oh, uh, who would I go for? In a boxing ring or an oh, octagon? That's so he's no, he's no, he's no a musician, like, but he's uh, from Fife and he's an influence. He's called Kaz Milligan. One of those things, but the Fifers. Um, so, like, the, the lead singer from the Shambox has been trying to like call him out and stuff for a boxing match because he just generally came out and said, I'll take somebody to a charity boxing match. And he said, Nah, so I, I'd, I'd take him. He's about my size as well, man. So, we'd, we'd go for that. <laughs> that. That's what make it happen. Make it happen. Actually, here, wait a minute. We could make this happen. We could try this out. If we're, well, doing li- we're doing a live podcast, hopefully in February. <laughs> yeah, it might not be a boxing ring, but maybe just a fight club, bare knuckles. Uh, get him on. I don't think he knows anything about football, but get him on. Um, but that's thing. He maybe he maybe said no to Forbes with Shambolics because Forbes is quite a tall guy. You know what I mean? I'm about I'm about the same height as him, so he might say yes to the offer. <laughs> what you need to offer him? What you need to offer him is a couple of wee chocolate creams. That's <laughs> all <laughs> so you need. Right, which band would be the best at scrapping? We as well talk it. We're on fighting, so which band would you not? No, I'm no getting it to bother with them. Oh, I don't know, man. I've never, I've not seen really seen the nasty side to anybody. Um, and they're all nice, aren't they? Which is good. Ah, uh, everybody's nice. You go back there. Like, Oasis used to bat each other. You know what I mean? So maybe, maybe not them. They'd, they'd probably have a better scrap of you. Ah, uh, Oasis definitely. Are you okay, Scott? You any other questions? Still, I've, there's still loads I've got here from people, but I just wanted to know who wanted to knock out. That was it, mate. To be honest, aye, I'm aye. happy with that. Right, so <laughs> some other stuff from Josh. What's the maddest story from a gig backstage? Maddest story from a gig backstage? Fucking hell! You, to be fair, you gave us the burlesque one earlier. Wasn't aye, aye. Gig. Like that's yeah. half the top, to be honest. Aye, to be honest, that's half the top. I'm going to need to go with that answer again. Just, there's, there's none really backstage that sticks out. Definitely the burlesque one is a story. Like, so we'll have to, we'll have to refer back to that one. You find it hard to beat, to be fair. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, it's like going to go down in folklore, man. But <laughs> I'm getting burlesque now, though. I'm getting. I'm getting... Uh, <laughs> I've got a few costumes in that in the cupboard now, but. <laughs> See, I've actually noticed that Phil's actually getting the stage that he's already picturing himself being big and famous and getting his cell into Strictly. That's the reason he's getting involved in the dancing and that. Exactly, mate. First dance, pole dance. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Which tune would you pick out of your tunes for your first dance? Strictly. Aye. We've got a wee ballad. We'll go, we go, we go, be slow and I'll be Bonnie tune. <clears throat> and, uh, Fuck knows, I've not watched Strictly in ages, man. It's like, you no called like the Argentinian two-step or that. We'll go, we'll go with a bit, we'll go a bit with the sex for that one, mate. <laughs> That's it, I, dream, dream, dream dance partner. Apart from Bez. Bez? Bez, no, no Bez, man. Who, who'd be my dream dance partner? Fucking hell. Uh, uh, come on, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go Emma Watson, man. We'll go Hermione Granger for Harry Potter, man. She's, she's big and famous. Go with that one. Is that, like, is that, like, do you, you understand, is that who you're, because of your, when you were like a teenager, you were watching Harry Potter and she was only female in the film. Is that what it is? 
Maybe Spans back. Harry Potter. Or maybe get Avril Lavigne. Maybe get Avril Lavigne across, man. Maybe go. Maybe go with that. There's my two sort of dance partners. A triple. A triple. I. He says one has to pull it for COVID reasons, so we've got two there. <laughs> right, should we do the slow fire questions? The random, I've said random questions. I don't know if there's been a genuine proper question or throughout. <laughs> should we go for it? The random. I go for it, man. Right, Scott, you go because you've always got the best random question. And I can follow answer it. Go for the, you don't know what I mean. No, mate. I'll, I'll, ah, I'll do add it. one behind you. What's this going to be, man? Go for it. Oh, come on. Nah, mate. Aye. Too rude. Too rude for Monday night, man. Aye, no, no, no one will be listening to Monday night. They'll be listening <laughs> a different night because it's no live, so it's all right. Just go for it. Harry can fill my answer. Would you rather have... I can't imagine what one. Uh, not the, fi- not the, one, fi- not the one fingers one. The other one. Oh, no, no. No, no. Well, okay. I was going to ask him if you'd rather, rather hear Bobby's for fingers or boys for toes, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you're fucking hell. I don't really know how you answer that. Maybe I'll have a poll after this and see what people say, man. <laughs> <laughs> a poll dance. <laughs> well, I was like, it must, be, it, must, it must be banished, Scott. In the cupboard of the fridge. Do I keep catching him in the cupboard of the fridge? Fridge. Shit. Favourite oh, beer. Favourite beer. beer. Aye. Uh, oh, favourite beer. Probably the probably brew dog the move. That sort of stuff. Okay. okay. What'd you go with? Tenants? No. Tenants. Uh, <laughs> I like a wee Estrella. That's oh, Estrella. There you go. Or a wee Moretti. As long as it's nice red, to be honest. Peronis. Peronis. I should have said Peroni. Yeah, I should have said Ooh. Peroni. Peroni red. Peroni red. Definitely. Or normal Peroni. Because it's coming up to Christmas, I have Christmas songs, um, Christmas questions, sorry, for our guests between now and Christmas. Oh, and, you? Yeah, and because my birthday, Boxing Day, has passed, we can move what? on to Christmas. Your, your birthday's not on Boxing Day, I thought it was just last week, what you said? Yep. Birthday, so I have my birthday, then you have your birthday, Boxing Day, the day after your birthday, and then you can start thinking about Christmas in a more serious way, so I can join the fun of it. So I've got three Christmas questions for our guests. Oh, I like it. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Go for it. I mean, our other guests will be able to prepare for them because they won't be a surprise after tonight. Okay, so question one, favourite Christmas song? Or Carol? Favourite Christmas song? Uh, What one? Ah, Fairy Tale New York. Classic. Or All Come As You Faithful. No, I'm joking. Fairy Tale New York. (laughs) Favourite bit of the Christmas dinner? So the best part? Um... What am I going to go with here, man? Yeah, probably. I'm going to go with. For some reason, I've got gravy in my head. I don't know why. Actually, that's fair because if you didn't have gravy, I think the whole thing would be. I mean, I'd be plenty of brand there, like, quite because gravy kind of makes it happen. You know what I mean? It'd be pretty plain without it. So, I know gravy, a bit of Yorkshire puddings, a bit of chicken or turkey, one of the two. And um, either best or worst present you've received. Oh. oh, a pair of socks, man. But that's what I get from my mom every year. I'm getting it's not best or worst because that's handy. <laughs> <laughs> Practical. No, I'm getting an old man. Uh, I'm getting fuck all over my mom after sending up the wrong show. Uh, this year, <laughs> but, uh, I probably worst would be socks. Best, what would the best present be? Jesus, it sounds probably a guitar. I would say. Yeah. Any particular <laughs> guitar? Like me. Um, <laughs> probably a, a Fender. A, Fender acoustic. 
just to, I've always still got my Fender acoustic, man, so it's got a bit of sentimental value. I take it with me, even though it's been bashed about a wee bit. Miguel, you getting your uh, slow fire random questions? Um, mate, no, really, I'm all out. I've just You're enjoyed all this banter. Still laughing. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Right, we'll go for the, the showstopper, which. Oh, on you go, on you go, go. On the back of Ern's one. If you could have somebody to duet with you with Fairy Tale in New York, oh. who would you have done the women's part? Oh, put me on the spot there, man. Who do we go with? Didn't I say it? Because I've heard her singing. <laughs> we will I was do it. Say, I'd love to, but I'll sign myself out this one, yeah. We'll do it. We'll do it at the karaoke bar. Don't worry. We've got the Scottish Football Christmas Night Out podcast. I would actually yeah. love. Can we go to karaoke, please, on our January Christmas night out? I don't know if it is January though. I don't know. It might be February. Who knows? Well, whenever we go on our Christmas night, can we please go to... I want to go to a women's game and I want to go to karaoke. <coughs> women's game, karaoke, a live podcast, Phil, bare knuckle fight with... Casmoga. What a night, by the way. See, That's a story, the man. venue yeah. only holds 100 folk. Right? <laughs> we need more folks. We need to pick a venue. Hi, Joe. Yeah. Uh, so from the up and coming... No, I don't think they're up and coming anymore, man. They're like... Proper, proper big. I'd probably go Scottish-wise, Rianne Downey, I would, I would sing with Rianne. She's, she's class. And then I've also got like a, a Welsh musician friend as well who's also really good uh, called called Megan Wynn. So one of those two. And then if I was to go for an American person, I'd go Avril Lavigne. So there you go. When you're saying that, I'd Charlotte chops my head there when you say Welsh singer. Or Charlotte chops my Or Catherine Jenkins, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Jenkins, my mate used to have a thing for Catherine Jenkins big time. I remember he met her he met her he was like that way sending me a photo it was like stop trying to be creepy it was one of those creepy photos you know that way where he's trying to like put the arm around bad a bit like Forrest uh, Johnson or something like that uh, right. <laughs> so showstopper question it's usually best sits aside football team it still is a best sits aside football team but it's a sits aside football team made up of musicians what do you think right. Who, who do we go with? Um, ah, we can stick Scott McGill in the goals. Eh? Stick him in the goals. You always stick the fat boy in the goals. <laughs> mate, eh? Thanks for that. <laughs> That's my logic, mate. It's five or six. Man. Oh, six or six. Six or six. Six or six. You might let him one go. <laughs> but, uh, We'll, we'll make up. We'll put uh, we'll put big big forbs for the Shambots. We'll put him up front. He's he's got height, mate. He's like a big Fernando Lorente, that sort of size. Uh, here we'll go. We'll get. Uh, <coughs> we'll put Mac Fidictier. We'll stick him at left back. I don't even think he's a left back. We'll we'll put him there. Do you think he can play uh, football, Mac? From Mac, can he? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find it. We'll find it when we get this six a side game going. Um, Maybe they show us on on the new. Have you got a. <laughs> Uh, this was a chat last night as well. I don't know, like social media or all that. Have they got? Have they started up their TikTok yet? I think they have. I think they have. That's the best name ever. They do have a. Aye, they've got that on TikTok now. Like, you did say that, so uh, aye, they're, aye. They're pushing boundaries, like, but it's it's, it's good. It's good banter, like. <laughs> um, who else? I so we'll go. We'll go him left back, uh, right back. We either go for. Yeah, we'll go for uh, somebody for Arcade State. We'll go. We'll, we'll go for. Uh, I will go for Jordan for Arcade State. Um, left mid. We'll go chucking. We'll chuck in Joshua Grant at left mid. Um, right, right mid. Who we we'll go for? Right mid. Uh, fuck it. 
we'll go, we'll go, Jack, we'll go Jack for the snatch at right mid because he had a bit of banter when they were going for number one against, I can't even remember, Demi Lovato. He did pull that in an interview. I saw that they were talking about, did you know Demi Lovato? And he said, I, I used to play five or sides with back in the day. So, for that good party, you can get in the team. Oh, um, oh, actually, that reminds me, because we're talking about Demi Lovato, who's your favourite Italian player to play in Scotland? Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. So, um, I had to actually Google that the day because I was like, fucking hell, who's, who's been Italian and actually played in Scotland? So, a um, couple of names in there, like Gennaro Gattuso and that was at Rangers, obviously. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'll pick him, but he went on to play for AC Milan and stuff like that. But um, He was a good player. He was he was proper world-class Italian superstar. It's hard not to pick him, but I would say growing up... Probably the biggest moment an Italian football player was you'd go back to like watching Scottish football in the Champions League. So I mean Massimo Donati scored against Shakhtar Donetsk, which was a big goal. Um, so I'd have to I'd have to give him I'd have to give it to him for that. Like plus when did, he he quite... play, did he play for his five? <laughs> he did, man. After Celtic, man, he went to his five. <laughs> then he went to Hamilton after that. <laughs> uh, but I, I'd go I'd go with him, man. He was quite cool as well, kind of. Kind of like Italian man. Oh, so the question we asked it to it was slightly different. We went for a kind of celebrity Scottish version, but they had Jack from the Snuts in. Like, supposedly Jack's a bit of a player. Is he? He might be a player. That's what they said. Well, he's in the team then. He's in the team. We'll get him there. He'll be like a wee curly headed messy, I think. So he's in there. But you know at the football tournament that was there a week? I seen there was a Scottish. Uh... <coughs> You've just saved me there. There was. There was. There was a few boys playing. Mark Sharp. Mark Sharp's in the team now as well. He was playing. Uh, I think there was. Well, Calm Beat, he was playing. Uh, it was a soccer, so, it was it soccer sixes for a couple Funny enough, we'd spoken to the <coughs> said, oh, back in the nineties, used to go all the like bands playing tournaments, like celebrity tournaments, and then they aye. said, aye, there's a tournament coming up." But it was like only about two weeks' notice for four to go. They had, aye, it was a no, it was quite good what they done, man. They had a real sort of, I think they had like um, it was like musicians and actors and influencers and stuff like that as well. So I think. Musician wise, I think it was there. Obviously, Mark Sharp was there, and uh, Callum Beatty was playing, and big, big John McMurster was in Colonel, Colonel Murston, the Dijon Five. He was playing as well. So we've got rolling yeah. subs. We've got rolling subs. Uh, basically, for such a side, that's what you need. Rolling subs. Big John was like big Samaras. So uh, you had the, the, the long hair and the headband and that. Yeah, they're a good Colonel Murston and Dijon Five are most entertaining bands that I've seen in the, the most wackiest, craziest gig. <laughs> but what it's, fun! Great fun. Ah, it's like uh, it was. It was a weird sensation to see him for the first time because just uh, it's just mad. Like they just, but it's a proper good show. Like cross the road, man. The road. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, you're like, sitting there going, "I'm not doing that." And then next thing you know, you're on your feet and that, and you're at the other side of the room or you're at the other side of the field. And you're like, "Fucking hell, this is great!" And then like you're going for it, man. So it's brilliant. And then when you turn up, the amount of people that are walking about with their t-shirt on is yep. meant. It's like a proper cult following. But it's weird, man. You've got like Red Rum Club there. Red Rum Club, Colonel Mustard, Dijon Five, like fault like that. It's kind of like the half, like happy sort of band. You go there, you're entertained, and everybody's absolutely buzzing. You know what I mean? It's like one of the ones. It's just like you know what? Fuck it. It's just about uh, entertaining uh, folk and putting on a good performance, which they always do, man. In their class as well. For those that don't know, Cross the Road, it's basically like a friendly version of British Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a legendary song. <laughs> Dance off as well. Aye, that's legendary. <laughs> right, I think that might be a wrap. I think it's been good, Phil, having you on. Hope you've enjoyed it. I know, mate. It's been class. Enjoyed it again. Thank you very, very, very much for uh, for having me on tonight. And thankfully, I managed to turn up on the right date, so that's all good. It's a bonus, aye, aye. And good luck for the single. Aye, thank you very much. I Saturday the twenty seventh can't come can't come quick enough. So uh, aye, buzzing for it, mate. Buzzing for it. Can't wait. No physical, any physical copies at all. CD. 
anything? No, nah, no for no for this one. It's yeah. just uh, it's just uh, electronic for this one. So um, I will see. I'm I'm kind of a crossroads moving forward. And that's five singles. We'll maybe go to six, seven singles, and then we'll see what happens in 2022. Because I kind I want to get to the point where it's more EPs and, and albums sort of sort of level, and then. From there, we can look at getting some physical copies and that done. So that's all sort of planned for the next one or two years anyway. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But this one's, I this one's just you know electronic. Get it there. Everybody, fingers crossed, everybody enjoys it and it gets as far and wide as possible. We'll be plugging it far and wide. Don't worry. Before, Aye, thank before, you. Go, before you go, mate, what's your next few gigs that you've got booked up? Um, so I've not got, I've not got anything for 2022 yet there's nothing that's like all sort of verbal stuff at this rate there's a couple in December that again verbal side of things so um, I'm still waiting for those to be announced there is I'm playing in Glasgow on the 16th actually 16th of December in room 2 as part of one of their nights so uh, that's just more or less been announced so I'll, I'll be I'll be heading back through to Glasgow to put on a show there so if you're free get yourself along mate and we'll get we'll get a bit of the session and we'll get Bonnie Toon is room 2 the garage? or is it somewhere else? No, it's it's on it's basically on Buchanan Street, right in the right in the centre, man. So right there, it's quite a nice wee venue and that nice nice stage and stuff, well run. So, aye, let's go for it. Miguel, when's your next gig? Oh mate, I'm a journeyman. I play. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Thursday night. Don't know where I'm going. I've not got a clue, mate. I reckon you might need the doppelganger to play on Thursday because your your voice that like. <clears throat> Darth this is Vader. Monday. Wait till Thursday and I'll be back. Really, go same. Back in the <laughs> game with a Darth Vader. Darth Vader mask. <coughs> I reckon that would work actually for you. A Darth Vader outfit. Oh, actually, talking of Darth Vader, Star Wars lightsabers, Manscaped. So uk.manscaped.com, 20% off with the code SFF podcast. They've recently got out the new refined cologne I got mine the other day Miguel you got yours yet? Uh, I've yet to open it I think mate I think it's sitting there <coughs> so I've not, I'll be honest I've not tried it yet I'm waiting for the right occasion I'm going to a gig tomorrow night so aye maybe if it's bad if it smells bad then it might, I won't get too close to folk the Covid aye. but if it smells great ideal for a crowd mosh pit <laughs> brilliant um, I think any, any, any deodorant's going to stop you smelling after being in a mosh pit like no definitely not <laughs> especially not seeing the libertines um, <laughs> I, might, I might pass it to Carl and Pete maybe see if they need it <laughs> probably sniff it um, right so uh, uk.manscape.com 20% off free shipping uk.manscape.com SFL podcast capital letters it's coming up for Christmas get it in your sack your stocking whatever you want probably though don't spray it on your sack Maybe spray it around the neck would be better. It's just Scott McGill that does that, man. But... <laughs> uh, right, thanks, Erin, for coming on. There Thank you, you. Always a pleasure. Thanks, uh, Phil. It was really nice to meet another musician, and we will do karaoke one day. We just won't film it. No worries, again. Thank you very much. And yep, we'll be doing Fairy Tale in New York. Don't worry. That's in the calendar for the Christmas night. Oh, buzzing. Right, okay. Cheers, everyone. Just right, thank you very much. Yes. Yeah,